Festivum cichlids are a popular South American cichlid in the freshwater aquarium hobby. They are loved by many community fish keepers. Are you looking to be one of those fish keepers that loves Festivum? Do you want to learn about them or learn how to breed Festivum cichlids? Well, listen in to get your information fixed on Festivum cichlids. Because coming up right after this is Fish Trials on Festivum cichlids live on the American Variety Network. You are tuned in live to the American Variety Network here live on Blog Talk Radio. With a name like American Variety, you can expect a wide variety of topics. Now, let's get live here on the AV Network. It's time to dive down deep into the Tropical Fish Aquarium, and it's time to chat tropical fish. Over the next two hours, Cool Cat Willie D and the crazy Italian-American fish keeper will be doing some fish trials as we provide you some awesome information on tropical fish. We will chat everything and anything tropical fish. American Variety Network and Euphoric Network are proud to present Fish Trials Live right here, right now on American Variety Network. Hello, fish keepers, and welcome to Fish Trials here on American Variety Network, and welcome to one of our very first fish keeping shows here on the American Variety Network. I'm the crazy Italian-American fish keeper, and right now I would like to introduce you guys to my partner in crime, Cool Cat Willie T. Cool Cat, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, CIA. Uh, I mean... Uh, I've decided to call you the CIA, uh, not because you are the CIA, but because you're the crazy Italian-American. Get it? CIA? And you are the crazy Italian-American, so that's why I call you the CIA. Okay, now, with that being said, is that okay with you if I call you CIA? Yeah, I think it sounds great. CIA is awesome. I think I'm going to start calling myself CIA on my shows. Is that cool with you? Yeah, that's cool. Awesome. I think that's great. CIA Fishkeeper. Great name. That's a great name, William. Yeah. Crazy Italian American. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure as hell crazy. Okay, now... Uh, can we get on with the show for tonight? Yes, we can. Today we are doing our first episode of Fish Trials, and I know that uh, you are responsible for this name, William. Can you tell us what Fish Trials means? Well, uh, actually there was a little typo there, uh, Alex, when I said that I typed in the messenger Fish Trials, but I meant Fish Tales. Uh, spelt with T-A-I-L-S, but I spelt the T-R-A-I-L-S, which we ended up with Fish Trials, which sounded pretty good, so we kept it for a while. But I really wanted it to be Fish Tales with a little pun on the, on the word tail, T-A-I-L, actually representing T-A-L-E-S, tales about fish. And uh, so you're going to have to uh, decide what you want to do with that. But I came up with that name uh, because we do also include in our shows 
tales about our experience with our personal fish, even some nice fish stories and even some of the mistake fish stories that we make, which I'm also going to include on this show with CIA. Awesome. So we're ready to get started. Today we are discussing one of my personal favorite South American cichlids, the Festivum cichlid. Now today's show is being recorded live, which means we're able to answer any of your calls that you guys make. So if you have a question on Festivum cichlids or if you'd like to discuss your experiences keeping Festivum cichlids, please call in at 1-347-989-8142. We're more than happy to answer your questions on Festivum cichlids or we'd love to hear your experiences keeping Festivum cichlids. So I'm ready to get started. Are you, sir? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to get started right now. So uh, CIA, I would like for you to explain to our listeners this evening why you like Festivum so much and why, why they are one of your favorite cichlids. Great question to get us started. Now, one of the reasons I really like Festivums is because of their awesome personality. They're kind of like a shy cichlid, but they've got a very mellow personality, and they get along with almost anything. I really love their personality, which is one of the reasons I'm really attracted to them. Now, Festivums are really underappreciated and often overlooked in the aquarium hobby. They, along with angelfish and discus, are one of the oldest South American cichlids in the hobby. So festivums have been around a really long time, but oftentimes a lot of fish keepers look past them and move on to another cichlid. So in my humble opinion, I really think that festivums are underappreciated and overlooked. And for many years, I've been one of those people that overlooked them. Over the last few years, I've experienced the beauty of keeping and raising festivums, and I've seen that they have that nice, mellow personality that I really like about them. Now, the next thing I like about festivums is that they are peaceful, and I tend to think of them as a cichlid version of a garami. They're not going to be the aggressive killers like a red devil or a dovi. They're more peaceful, and they can live with your tetras and stuff, which is something that I really enjoy because I was looking for a nice, peaceful cichlid to keep with my discus cichlid, cichlids that we'll talk about later on in the show. And they're also very hardy, which is another reason I like the festival cichlids. They're hardy enough to be kept by any fish keeper, whether you're a beginner or an advanced nov uh, novice fish keeper, you're going to be able to keep the festivum cichlids. And of course, festivum cichlids coming from South America are not picky eaters, and they'll pretty much eat everything you offer them. And they, be, and they can be kept with most fish, ranging from angelfish to discus to tetras to barbs to some of the South American cichlids like the Severum, Geophagus, and uh, some of the more calmer cichlids. I wouldn't recommend putting these in with aggressive cichlids like Dovies or Red Devils, but they may do okay with larger Oscars and stuff if they're a large size. But they can be kept with a lot of freshwater fish, which is one of the things that I really like about the Festivum cichlid. Now, the last thing I like about the Festivum cichlid is their price ranges. They're really cheap. They're not one of those expensive cichlids. Uh, usually, depending on your availability for your fish stores and your pet stores, you're probably not going to pay more than $10 for a two-inch uh, individual. Um, the cheapest I've seen them in my area is about $5, so they're not really expensive. Anyone can buy them. Even a younger person could buy a Festivum. 
The most expensive festival I've seen was a full-grown one going for $25, and that was actually a whole bunch of them. Even then, that wasn't a bad price because festivums, you really don't see them full-grown in fish stores. So they're really affordable for everyone. So, Cool Cat, what do you think about the festivums, and would you consider keeping them, or have you kept them before? Well, to tell you the truth, uh, CIA, I have never kept them. But after much research, I believe I will do a fish trial with these underappreciated fish by a large percentage of hobbyists out there anyways. Now, you know everyone is looking for the ultimate beautiful ornamental fish to look at, but sometimes the natural beauty of a fish also includes their behavior. Do you agree, CIA? Oh, yes, I definitely agree 100% with you on that cool cat. Now, as I was saying, festivums have a great mellow personality, and they're very, very shy. Once you add them to your new tank, they're going to be shy for a couple days. I have four brand-new uh, festivums, and they're still shy in my quarantine tank. But after a week or so, they're going to get more outgoing, and they're going to have a beautiful personality. You would never think that they're a cichlid because they're so peaceful, but their personality on a festival cichlid is wonderful. A lot of people like festivums for their personality. They'll actually play with you during water changes and uh, greet you as soon as you walk in the room, like some of the other cichlids out there. But a lot of those cichlids that have personalities are really aggressive and will probably kill any tank mates. But the festivum is one of those few cichlids that has a good personality that will actually be able to be kept with uh, other tank mates. So I'm glad you brought that up, Cool Cat. Okay, so uh, tell me this. What are the different species of festivums? And actually... Where is their indigenous area? In other words, where do they live in the wild? Great question, William. And I actually did a lot of research on this, and I wanted to find out myself. So we're going to share this here on the show. I'll start with the different species of festivums. They all belong to the, uh, the species Methanodia. There is six species of festivums all belonging to Methanodia. Now, Methanodia has been described by Heckel in 1840. Yes, the same man responsible for the Heckel discus. Now, there are six species, and I'm going to pronounce them to the best of my ability because you guys know that all, not all fish keepers are able to pronounce scientific names. The first one of uh, the festival species is Methanodia acara. The second is Methanoda egrigius. The third is one of the most common festivums in the aquarium hobby, Methanoda festivus. The fourth is Methanoda guyana. The fifth is one of my personal favorite festivums. This one actually gets a very beautiful yellow belly and is often wild caught, which is always a plus. Methanoda insignis. And the last is one I've never seen in my area, and that is Methanoda maracos. Now, Methanona, are often, thank, you for the, thank you for that. I knew I messed up on that one. But uh, Methanona are often called flag cichlids or flag acaras, and they are a fish that is almost triangular in shape and features a black stripe across the body with red eyes and spots. Now, just like angelfish and discus, spots and coloration will vary upon each species of Methanodia because of collection points and such. Now, as I just mentioned, Methanoda insignis has been recorded getting some nice yellow coloration on their stomachs. 
And depending on where the Methanoda insignis is collected, you may have more or less yellow coloration on their bellies. I find that the ones from Colombia usually had the most yellow. Now, the most common Methanoda species in the aquarium hobby are Methanoda acara, Methanoda festivus, and Methanoda insignis. With Methanoda acara and festivus being bred in captivity. These are one of the few cichlids that are very hard to identify unless you're an expert in these species. So I, sometimes I even have a hard time identifying what kind of festival I have. I have to go on fish forums and post pictures, but they all are generally the same to care for, so it really does not matter which species you have. Now, all Mesonota species hail from South America in the Amazon River Basin. They are a very common cichlid from South America found in the Paraguay River drainage in Paraguay and Brazil. Now, of course, they are also found in the Amazon River Basin in Brazil, Bolivia, Peru, and Jamari. Now, in the wild, they are often found schooling with angelfish, discus, herocerums, geophagus, walru, chocolate cichlids, aspidogrammas, and more. Now, I always find this to be the funny thing about festivums in the aquarium hobby. One thing I will say before we move further into the show is we are talking about festivums and not fiesta red terrors tonight. A lot of fish keepers I notice tend to mix the two names up and confuse them. So tonight we're talking about festivum, mesonoda, and fiesta is red terror cichlid, which is a really aggressive cichlid. So that's where the festivums originate from. South America, and those are all the species of festivum. So, Cool Cat, would you like to discuss care for the festivums? Well, uh, festivums, which I call them the poor man's discus, uh, I found out they will grow to about six to eight inches in length and usually max out at about six inches, though. But with the right care, they can exceed the six inches. Now, the reason they have received the name poor man's discus is because they are quite the same as temperament goes in their compatibility with other species of fish. They are very mellow species of fish. Festivums are one of your more hardy fishes you could have, which is great, actually, for a beginner with a large tank. Now, these fish, festivums, can be kept with other festivums, but you will need to keep them in groups of at least four or more, and if you should happen to only get two, they might fight and stress each other out. And if you get three, one will be a bully to the other two. So I recommend to do a group of four to six of these guys for your first purchase of these guys. Now, in a community situation, as with most fish, it's best to start your festivums while they're small and young in the one to two inch overall length size and have them grow up with your tank mates. That way, they're used to their tank mates, and they will never be offended nor offend their tank mates. Now, uh, when small freshwater angels uh, and larger grommy species, medium to larger barbs, and other minnows and such are fine with them, and as larger, more full-size specimens, other South American cichlids and some Central American, uh, like severums, Duraparoids, uh, which are earth eaters, and uh, uarus, as well as uh, larger silicolid uh, and smaller pimeloted catfishes, 
as well as topical lower currents. Make fine choices. Now, the recommended tank size for this fish, uh, this species, I believe, would be a minimum of 75 and up. Now, I give the festivals plenty of space, so I'd say 75 gallons is good for four, and then work your way up. Now, I do believe that a 55 can be used, but maybe as a species-only biotope with a triple filtration system. In other words, definitely over-filtration, like a canister and two hang-on tops, and some biological filters like sponge filters to actually collect numerous uh, colonies of beneficial bacteria. And for this fish, substrate choice is up to you because the pet swim's not really concerned at all about it. However, some aquarists use fine black sand, but I would prefer white sand myself because this would accent the black stripes. Some people want to accent other colorations of, your, of their festivums. Now, festivums inhabit the middle and lower area of the aquarium and are always active. If they're not active, uh, try to figure out why they're not active. Maybe it has to do with low oxygen in the water or uh, a water problem. So, you know, like most South American cichlids in the area they come from, their pH is neutral. So you should keep your festivums in a pH of around 6.4 to 7.4, which is also a good pH at 6.4 for discus. Now, if you live in an area where your pH is on the higher end, they have been known to adapt to that as well. So there you go. They are very hardy. Now, festivums can tolerate temperatures anywhere from 72 to 84, and if they can handle the 84 degrees, so can discus, and they would go well with discus once again, I'm telling you that. Now, decorate your aquarium with tall plants and some driftwood because the festivum will appreciate tall plants because they like to hide amongst the plants to find shade. However, sometimes with live plants, uh, festivums or flags could go either way in terms of planted tanks, tearing them up at times. But in most settings, individuals really do much damage. This is, this is a shy species, like CIA mentioned, and this fish appreciates low-intensity lighting with good decor cover, preferably employing either live or realistic long-stem plastic plants. I prefer silk. And, and uh, uh, you need to situate these in their tank in an area that is not... Uh, having uh, really large outside movement, preferably in a setting where they could see you coming. Uh, water chemistry is not overly critical with these fish. This species can live in water that is uh, of a wide pH range of 6.0 to 8.0 and temperatures uh, between 25 and 34 degrees centigrade. Now in the wild, uh, this is the temperatures for 25 to 34 degrees centigrade, but it actually prefers softer and less hard water conditions, uh, 46, in the wild, under 10 inches, uh, 10 inches in captivity. As with other common monikered discus kin, keeping met metabolites to a minimum is a definite plus for these fish. Now, there should never be detectable ammonia or nitrite and nitrates uh, with this fish, and it should stay within the single-digit range. Now, as far as water changes are concerned, well, 
you've got to maintain your tank water chemistry, so though not as finicky as discus, they will appreciate clean water also. So I recommend at least two water changes a week and to test your water before and after the water changes. Because as you know, with plants and decor in the tank, and uh, through some of the days, the pH will elevate. And if you have lower pH water, the pH will drop. Uh, you have to sort of be uh, cautious of the pH uh, of the water. So I, I always do a test before and after water changes. Uh, so, Alex, what, do you, uh, what about feeding these lovely fish? Great question there, Cool Cap. But before I answer that, I want to say you did a great job talking about caring for these festivums. But I'll add one thing to that. I think you should do frequent water changes on the festivum tank because the more water changes you have, the faster your festivums are going to grow. So there's two ways to getting your cichlids to grow faster, any cichlids, but especially festivums, is crystal clear water and feeding. So I said crystal, I mean crystal clear water and uh, good feedings. So we're going to talk about feeding your festivum now. Festivums are not picky eaters at all. They will eat just about anything, including little guppies if they are big enough. Now, festivums are omnivores, which means that they eat both meat and vegetables. So Here's what I actually personally recommend feeding the festivums because these are what I am feeding my four juvenile festivums right now. Frozen bloodworms, brine shrimp, and my essence shrimp. And you can use Akari or you can use any of the other frozen foods out there. But personally, from my standpoint and my point of view, I would definitely recommend the Akari frozen foods because I think that Akari has some of the best frozen foods on the market. You could also do live blackworms. Uh, festivums and a lot of the South American cichlids would really appreciate that, but they can't get hooked on that. And once they get hooked on that, they might be a hard time to get them onto other foods. So I'd say give blackworms as a treat. They'll also eat krill and shrimp, but remember, festivums have a really small mouth, so you're going to have to grind these up. I recommend using like a food processor to grind up the krill and shrimp. And they will eat cichlid pellets. You can use cichlid pellets from Omega-1, or you can use it from Akari, or some of the other wonderful brands that are out there. I know that there is New Era that has pretty good pellets. I actually feed my festivums uh, New Era discus pellets that they really love. And that's good because once they add them to my 120 discus tank, they're going to eat those with the discus as well. And because they're actually a omnivore, they are going to need some uh, vegetables in their diet. And I find that my festivums tend to love lettuce. So lettuce would be a good part of feeding them. And then, of course, you can use good quality tropical fish flakes. And you've got a wide variety of flakes. So you just make sure you find fish flakes that have natural ingredients in them. So like I said, festivums will pretty much eat anything. So provide a good quality diet. So we're having fun talking about the festival cichlids. And so far, so much great information has been shared on the show. But we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. Coming up next, Cool Cat and myself are going to talk about tank mates for festivum cichlids. We'll talk about sexing and breeding the festivums. 
I'll answer the question, can beginners keep festivums and much more? The Festivum show continues right after this commercial break and right after we hear a word from our supporters and our one sponsor. So stick around, folks. We'll be right back. Are you a serious tropical fish keeper? Do you currently keep discus cichlids? Or are you looking to keep discus cichlids and need to find some quality discus? Why not come to Discus Hans? Discus Hans proudly supplies plenty of American discus hobbyists with quality Stenker discus. The Stenker discus provide fish hobbyists the opportunity to raise show quality discus because Stenker discus can adapt to tap water and even breed in tap water. Discus Hans has helped serve many discus fish lovers with his quality Stenker discus, and you can experience the beauty of Stenker discus from Discus Hans. Discus Hans will ship quality discus cichlids right to your door. Check out Discus Hans at www.discushansusa.com. And to place your order for your very own Stenker discus, check out discusfishstore.com. Hey guys, this is Donovan. I'd like to tell you a little bit about my show, Here for the Fix. I talk about how to became a fish keeper until now, talk everyday fish keeping, and about my favorite fish, African cichlids. So go check out my YouTube channel, Here for the Fins, all together, lowercase. And check out my Facebook, Here for the Fins. School of Fish, Inc. offers everything an aquarium hobbyist in western Massachusetts needs. We offer the best of livestock from freshwater to saltwater and everything in between. We also have the best corals and live rock. School of Fish, Inc. carries the best brands of fish food, medications, and equipment such as Hikari, Tetra, Marineland, API, and much more. Stop by and check us out today. School of Fish, Inc. located at 1865 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts. And we can be reached at 413-543-1994. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Closed Tuesdays. Check out School of Fish, Inc. That's School of Fish, I-N-C, on Facebook for exclusive deals, specials, and see what's new. Ready for an awesome small milestone celebration? It is. Alex Gordon Lee has grown on Blog Talk Radio over the last two years. From the popular fish keeping show Aquatic Wetline uh, Network to now the American Variety Network. We have done many shows. But live this Saturday, August 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. American Variety Network proudly celebrates their 200th episode. The crazy Italian American Alex C. and Cool Cat Willie T. will provide you with two hours of fun celebration. There will be special guests and some awesome topics. Oh, yes. Listeners are encouraged to drink booze as this is a bring your own booze celebration. Join us live Saturday, August 8th at 8 p.m. For our 200th episode, live at www.blogtalkradio.com slash American Network. 
The crazy Italian-American turns 22 on August 15th. So on his birthday, he is going to host his own 22nd birthday episode. And you are all invited to be a part of it. There will be some great topics. A Mike's Hard Lemonade Alcohol Review. And more. Call in live at 1347-989-8142. That's 1347-989-8142. To wish Alex a happy 22nd birthday. So come on, celebrate your Osa's birthday live Saturday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 9.30 p.m. Central, 8.30 p.m. Mountain, and 7.30 p.m. Pacific. Sit back, relax, and unwind as Alex has a blast. And does what he loves on his birthday with an awesome show. www.blogtalkradio.com slash American Network. It's time to dive down deep into the Tropical Fish Aquarium, and it's time to chat Tropical Fish. Over the next two hours, Cool Cat Willie D and the Crazy Italian American Fish Keeper will be doing some fish trials as we provide you some awesome information on Tropical Fish. We will chat everything and anything Tropical Fish. American Variety Network and Euphoric Network are proud to present Fish Trials Live right here, right now on American Variety Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fish Trials with uh, CIA and me, the cool cat, Willie T. And uh, this week, we are discussing one of Alex's favorite cichlids, the festival. Now, I actually hope that some of the information shared here today may help some of you to decide to give this fish a trial in your home today so that you can have some fish tales in the future. Now, we are getting ready for some more awesome festival cichlid discussion here between Cool Cat and CIA. Now, I, as well as CIA, love hearing from you fish keepers out there. So we are opening up the phone lines right now for you to call in and either tell us what you think about us or the festival. Now, if you have any questions on the festival cichlid or would like to discuss your personal experience with festivals, and uh, just call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eighty one forty two. Once again, that's one three four seven nine eight nine eighty one forty two. And don't forget to press the one at the end there, also, so you can go live. So while we wait for a call or two, uh, why don't uh, CIA and I get back into the discussion of the famous old-time fish, as well as possibly a new-time fish in the hobby, Festivum Cichlids. Now, I'd like to discuss some of the things you should look for when going to purchase your first Festivum or any Festivum. The Festivum should not have bulging eyes and should not appear thin. If, if, if being thin is the case, the Festivum most likely is sick with parasites. Now, you don't want to take a chance on that. Now, the festival should be very active in the tank when you look at it and should scatter when you get real close to the tank because it has the mighty ability to get away from predators. 
Now, you need to ask your local local fish store uh, employee employee to feed the festivums in front of you, and and tell them that I'm not going to buy that fish until you put a little food in there, because I want to see how the fish are going to respond to the food in the tank. Because when you do this, a healthy festival will eat anything, of course, that is fish food. Now, upon these things that I've just mentioned, once you've decided to purchase a festival, make sure you select the largest in the group and the most active in the tank as well, because they are likely to be the most dominant and healthiest ones of all. Of course, once you enter their new home, uh, and, and, and once they enter their new home, I mean, uh, they will no longer be dominant, actually, because mixing with other fish in the tank creates a whole new hierarchy. Now, upon purchasing the festival, you should quarantine them for sure to observe for the possibility of parasites or disease, even though you purchased one that did act and look the best. Uh, it's still a possibility, and you don't want to pass these on to a nice community tank or uh, whatever. But if you have one tank and it's already stable and ready for festivals, then that can actually become your quarantine tank. That's if there's no other fish in there. See what I mean? little tip there. Now, once you figure out what tank the festivals are going to go into, you will need to acclimate them properly. Now, you, you need to float the aquarium bag in the aquarium for at least 15 to 25 minutes. And then after the first 15 to 25 minutes, what I do is I open the bag and I take a little bit of water out and then I put a little bit of water in. And I do this little times, one time. And that's just to give them a little bit of an idea of what's going on so they don't get so stressful when you do this, you have to empty the bag and the water into a bucket. Then you're going to start doing some more adding and subtracting of aquarium water in the same amount. One cup out, one cup in. Wait about 15 minutes. Then add one more half a cup of water and wait 10 minutes. See, then you want to go half a cup from then on as you're taking out and putting in. And you do that for... Uh, about 15, 20 minutes altogether, uh, and sometimes a half hour. But a lot of fish that I get, I do the drip method, especially very sensitive fish, okay? But festivums are not very, very sensitive. So they can actually acclimate a little more faster than most fish. Now, uh, if I'm wrong, call in at one, uh, what's that number again, uh, CIA? Number to call in again is one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Hopefully, we'll have some callers calling here. Yeah, because if if I, I've got a little information that I need, uh, or I'm not quite right in what I said, and there is a better way to do this for festivals, let me know. Now, right now, I think it's time to talk about tank mates for the festivals, and uh, I'm going to let CIA talk about this to all you listeners out there. Awesome. One of my personal favorite topics for any fish. I love talking about having tank mates with fish. So festivums are an awesome fish because they certainly could make a great addition to a medium to larger community aquarium. 
because of their size that they're going to reach eventually, which is, of course, as we mentioned, six to eight inches. I would not recommend putting them in tanks with neon tetras or any smaller growing fish because we all know what the result may be, and that is an expensive snack. A six-inch or seven-inch festivum could easily eat a one-inch neon tetra. But with that being said, if it's too big to be eaten, it should be ignored. Now, here's a word of caution. Some festivums have been known to nip at fish with longer fins, but I have not experienced that firsthand, as all my festivums have always been peaceful, so I have nothing to add to that. However, if it was me, I'd avoid mi mixing the festivums with longer finned fish. Now, obviously, you do not want to mix these with aggressive Central, South, or African cichlids. Don't put these in with red devils or dove eyes or any of those large, aggressive cichlids. And obviously, you don't want to mix them in with African cichlids because African cichlids have a wide, wide variety of uh, pH ranges that have no no reason to be entering into the South American cichlid hobby. Uh, what I'm saying is you definitely don't want to put a South American cichlid into an African tank, not only because of the pH difference, but the African cichlids are much more aggressive than any of the South American cichlids. And with festivals being a very shy and timid cichlid, they'll easily be killed in an African cichlid tank. Now, as I just said, festivums are a very shy, timid cichlid and will become a whipping post in a tank with really aggressive cichlids. Now, keep these far out of reach of Jack Dempsey's, Red Devils, Convicts, and other aggressive family members of the cichlids. So now that we know they cannot be kept with small fish, longer fin fish, and aggressive cichlids, here is what I suggest that they can be kept with. Medium to large growing tetras. Examples of these kind of tetras would be black skirt tetras, serpe tetras, lemon tetras, congo tetras, or anis aries tetras, etc. They'll do well with barbs, but I'd be careful of certain barbs, like the tiger barbs is, is known to be a very, very good fid nipper. So if you want to risk your festival getting nipped, you could have tiger barbs, but I definitely would not risk it. Uh, you could go for some of the rosy barbs and the ones that are not really fin nippers. Um, Costumists make great tank mates for festivums. I probably would avoid the common pleco because the common pleco gets really huge, but you can do some of the ancestorous bristlenose plecos or the fancier plecos like the L200 Green Phantom pleco or uh, Cool Cat's favorite zebra pleco will do well with the festivum. Now, angelfish are a great tank mate for a festivum. I've had angelfish and festivums. I've had this combo work each and every time. And in my experience, the festivum and angelfish ignored each other. And the only problem that arose is when my koi angelfish bred. They chased and nipped at my festivums. But I feel this could work if you avoid breeding pairs. Now, at the time, honestly, I did not know that I had a male and female Koi angelfish until they proved to me that they were a male and female koi angelfish and laid eggs. So then I knew I had a problem, and they continued to attack my festivums and other fish. So I had to rehome my koi angelfish to a friend of mine who happens to be in the same area, and he actually took good care of the uh, koi angels that bred. 
Now, geophagus are actually perfect tankmates for festivums because, like I said earlier in the show, geophagus are found in the wild living with festivums. Herocevrums are one of the larger cichlids that will do fine with festivums. They're also found in the wild living aside festivums. Any of the ram cichlid species are fine with Festivums, you can have a Bolivian ram or a German blue ram or one of those uh, altered rams like the electric blue ram or the golden ram. Akaras are fine with uh, festivums. At one point in the hobby, festivums were uh, sought to be a part of the Akara family. However, I have no scientific background to prove that, so I'm not going to say if that's right or wrong at this point. But maybe one of you guys who are listening to the show may know if that's true or not, so maybe you can call in and uh, talk to me in detail about that. That would be great. Catfish are great tank mates for festivums. Catfish like Corridoras, Pictus cats, and smaller to medium-growing catfish like the Sun Cats, and any of those catfish that stay relatively small to a medium size. You don't want to put a red-tailed cat or a tiger shovel in your tank with a festivum because it will be just become an expensive lunch. Now, sewer dollars are perfect for uh, festivums. Um, you definitely don't want to put a sewer dollar in a tank of discus or angelfish because they'll spook the discus or angelfish, but sewer dollars will work well with festivums. So as you can see, there are plenty of tank-made options for festivums. Pretty much anything that will not bother your festivum too much will be okay for your festivum. Now, I know my good friend Jeff, who couldn't make it to the show today, I know he probably would ask me if uh, Oscars would be good tank mates for festivums. Well, Oscars aren't really an aggressive cichlid. However, they're very, very messy eaters, and they'll eat anything that fits in their mouth. However, if you have a really good water change schedule, and you buy a really large festival, I'm talking at least five inches, you could have a possibility of having it work, but it's a risk that you're taking because the Oscar might bully the festival, or he may try eating the festival. I personally would not try it unless I'm raising the festival and Oscars together. So if you really wanted to have an Oscar and festival together, I'd say buy a juvenile Oscar and buy a juvenile festival and grow them out together. So, Cool Cat, are there any questions as far as tank baits are concerned for the festival cichlids? Well, as you know right now, CIA, I have all my discus and the species only tanked. I have uh, uh, driftwood and whatever in there. But uh, my question to you is, do you, you know, I, I believe that discus and, and uh, festivums can uh, live together. What do you think? Do you agree with that? Yes, I think discus and festivums could get along and do well together. Uh, as long as your tank is very large, I personally recommend a 75-gallon and up to try discus and festivums. But I don't see a problem whatsoever because festivums are timid and shy cichlids and very peaceful. And discus are timid and shy as well. So I see no problem in doing it. Matter of fact, a lot of our aquariums up here in New England, like the Mystic Aquarium in Connecticut, and the New England Aquarium, they all they also have festivums in their discus tank, and that's where my inspiration came from for putting festivums and discus together in the same tank. They have actually got a nice biotope that has festivums, that has discus. I believe there are some aspidogrammas in there, 
and some uh, species of tetras in there. But yes, um, discus and festivums will do fine together, in my personal opinion. But one thing I will say is if you are going to consider keeping festivums and discus together in an aquarium, I would quarantine your discus in another tank and quarantine your festivums in a separate tank because festivums will have separate diseases than discus will have. And your festivum could introduce a disease to your discus that will likely wipe out your discus population because the festivum is, uh, is already immune to their disease, but the discus is not. And the same thing can be said for discus. Discus can harbor diseases that festivums don't know about and the festivums could die. So it's best to quarantine uh, the discus separately and quarantine the festivum separately, in my honest opinion. That's what I'm doing right now. I've got my four two-inch wild-caught festivums in a quarantine tank right now. I'm probably going to quarantine them for a good month or so before I add them to my discus tank. And usually with cichlids, most people will tell you to try to get the same size cichlids. But in my honest opinion, it really does not matter if... Um, the discus are bigger than the festivum, or if the festivums are bigger than the discus. However, uh, people would say that you should not consider keeping one festivum with discus because then he may get aggressive. So if you were going to consider keeping festivums and discus together, I'd go for four or more in your tank with discus. So the answer to your question is yes, discus can be kept with festivums, and I'm actually going to try that out because I've got those four festivums that I'm going to be keeping with uh discus in the future so that was a great question now cool cat this is the question i know you're you're gonna love to answer could you explain to our listeners sexing and breeding the festivum well uh yeah i can do a little bit about that i uh i was talking with a few friends that gave me some insight on this uh particular subject and topic but uh don't quote me uh, because I'm not absolutely sure of this. I'm only taking this uh, by hearsay, and I'm relating it on to you. Now, if I'm incorrect, immediately call in uh, and discuss this with me, because I want to learn about the festivums for an absolute knowledge factor, people that are experienced with festivums. And I'm just going to relate to you now uh, about uh, what I've learned about this. Now, before I do that, uh, I want to tell you, to uh, you, Alex, that uh, mentioning the pathogens between the two species. Now, I've also heard from others, this is also hearsay, that if they come from the same body of water, then the pathogens would not be a problem between the two different species of fish. However, that is true with discus, uh, Asian, and stedkers. Stedkers carry pathogens that will actually kill the Asian discus if they're mixed. So if you're going to have Stedkur, have Stedkur. If you're going to have Asian, have Asian, but do not mix. Uh, and uh, now if uh, uh, festivums have been in a different farm and your discus come from a different farm, then I would do exactly what CIA mentioned to you. Okay? Now, as far as the uh, sexing and breeding, uh, festivum cichlids, according to what I told, was told, are really not hard to difficult uh, or pair or breed. But uh, they, uh, this person told me that males are actually larger than the females with longer, more pointed dorsal and anal fins. Now, when I purchase these uh, festivums, I'm going to look for that and see if I can sex them before I buy them. 
see if I can come up with a pair. And uh, they also have supposedly predominantly larger pectoral fins and actually a slimmer, more pointed spawning tube during the act itself. And uh, uh, I was told the pair bonds are formed when fishes are about a year of age. Is that true or not? I don't know. And approximately four inches, about 10 centimeters in length. Now, also, like most other South American cichlids, uh, festivums spawn on a solid surface, usually a real or fake plant leaf or solid object, and they care for the young, uh, a, a couple of more hundred depending on the size of the parents, for about the first five days uh, until the young are free swimming. And then there is some evidence that parental care and protection of young are spurred by the presence of dither fish. I don't know. I'm, uh, I think it sounds good. It makes sense to me. And other species present. Now, uh, these extra fishes uh, should be smart enough to stay away and not too much larger, meaner, or meaner than the flag cichlids that they're with. Now, if this is all right with you, Alex, I want to ask you, uh, why should a fish keeper consider keeping a festivum cichlid? Great question, uh, Cool Cat. And I've got my various reasons why a fish keeper should consider keeping festivum cichlids. The first reason is because they're practically easy to keep. All you really have to do is maintain stable water conditions, do your water changes, feed high-quality food, as we discussed tonight, and make sure you've got the right tank making with them. And as I mentioned, don't put anything in there that could be eaten or too aggressive for festivums. Now, the next thing uh, fish keepers should consider keeping a festival cichlid for is because they're easy to breed. As you just mentioned, you just buy groups of festivums and let them pair off naturally like you would do with other fish. That's what, I, that's what I'm trying to do with my festivums. I'm probably going to buy a few more and hopefully a pair will form out of my six that I have, and uh, hopefully they'll breed and lay eggs for me, and then I can sell um, some festival fry if I successful if I am successful at getting them to breed and uh, lay eggs. And the next reason I think a fish keeper should keep a festival cichlid is because they're a very nice fish. If you got some cool appearances, a nice triangle shape with some gold speckles, that beautiful stripe across the body, some nice dark red eyes. I've always been a fan of fish with red eyes. I think it's something that brings some natural coloration in my mind. I'm not sure why I'm a big fan of fish with red eyes, but I'm just am. Um, I think they're actually a very nice looking fish and you will actually enjoy their personality uh, they've got a very nice personality. Kind of reminds me of like a really small dog, like a lobster wapsu or a chihuahua. They've got that really, really small dog attitude. And I think it's pretty cool of a fish keep a fish to act like that. So what do you think of that, uh, Cool Cat? I think that's pretty interesting. Now, I want to see if we can agree here. Do you agree with me that a beginner could actually uh have a festivum cichlid knowing it's so hardy yes i agree 100 percent with you and here is why they are hardy and they can adapt to pretty much everything they will adapt to any water parameters although of course ammonia should be at zero they are affordable and quite common 
and they are really common because from time to time I've seen them at Petco and PetSmart. So I'm pretty sure that your local PetSmarts and Petcos should be able to bring in festivums. All you have to do is ask the manager of your local Petco and PetSmart if they can get in uh, festivums. I personally just spoke with the manager of my local Petco here on Boston Road in Springfield, Mass. And she said to me that she's able to get festivums, Severums, and all of those South American cichlids that all your local fish stores carry. So if you cannot find festivums at your local fish stores, I know that your Pecos and your PetSmarts can carry uh, festivums. They just have to special order them. But make sure your Petco and PetSmart have good fish rooms and take care of their fish before you do that. If you know that your Petco and PetSmart is bad, then obviously you don't want to special order a uh, fish from them. But uh, that's a, a good way to start. I know that they'll probably carry them for you. So they're very affordable and they're quite common in the aquarium hobby. Now, I think a first-time fish keeper is going to enjoy a festival cichlid. I can recall the time I got my first few festival cichlids. I didn't even know what they were. I thought they were uh, like a garami or something. My dad actually worked at the time, and he had a friend of his at his job that was into fish keeping, and my dad was into piranhas and all those aggressive fish, and my dad knew that I had a 75-gallon community tank, and this guy gave my dad two very large festivums, and he handed them to me. And I was like, what the heck are these? These are pretty cool. And I put them in my 75-gallon aquarium. And at the time, I was in, I was on one of these awesome fish forums called Aquaria Central. I took some photos and posted them on that form, Aquaria Central, and I was told that they were festivums. And since that day, I did a lot of research on festivums, and I've gained a lot of respects on uh, festivum cichlid. And I've kept a lot of them over the years. And now I'm getting back into them, and I'm going to do a nice 120-gallon festivum and discus aquarium. So if I enjoyed them that one time when I got two for free, I know that any of the fish keepers out there are going to enjoy them as much as I do with these beautiful cichlids. So Cool Cat, do you have any further questions or comments on festivums? Yeah, I have a comment about festivums. Uh, after after going through this show and the research I've done and the uh, statements we've made about the festivums, and that one little thing I mentioned about a uh, 75-gallon tank and a and possibly using a 55-gallon tank, uh, I don't know if a 55-gallon tank is really the size that, sh that I should use. I think I should get at least a 90 for them to have discus and festival, and I think that's what I'm going to have to do in order to have them together. Now, I've got my... Uh, disc is trained in the 55 they know how to because they like to show they like to school together and they screw together from left to right top to bottom and uh they don't worry about spreading out too much uh and when they do they're comfortable anyways so uh i'm sorry about no questions right now but that comment was an honest comment Awesome. It was a great comment. And I hope all of our listeners out there and yourself, Cool Cat, will buy a festival because I truly feel that you're going to love them. And if any of the listeners out there ever have a hard time keeping festivums or if you ever have any questions on festivums, I am more than happy to help you out if you ever have a problem keeping festivums. So this was a uh, wonderful show tonight. I think we've reached the end of a 
great show. Hope all of our listeners out there enjoyed hearing about Festival Cichlids and learned a lot of great information on Festival Cichlids. I think we did a great job explaining Festival. So, Cool Cat, would you like to plug your show and your YouTube channel here for us? Well, actually, uh, we've only got a couple of minutes for an hour show here, but uh, uh, I'll just say that uh, uh, I hope to see all of you guys and people over at my Euphoric Network podcasting, where I have a Woman's Power Hour show uh, on Monday at 8 a.m., which is going to be changing to Thursdays at 6.30 p.m., and then on Tuesday, Alex and I are hosting Euphoric Rock Tribute and a battle of two bands. And on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m., I have a saltwater show with Russell Seke. And on Friday nights at 8 p.m., I have a Cordis Euphoria show, freshwater show. And starting in August, I'm going to start up my Chew the Fat show real heavy with CIA co-hosting for me. And, well, well actually, CIA will be co-hosting my Euphoric Rock Tributes as well. Now, if you have a chance, check out my videos on YouTube and a Pro Discus and your Fort Willie Keys Network Media. And when school starts, I'm going to try to get some young fish hobbyists to take over as host of my Euphoric Youth Aquatic show on my network. Thank you, Alex. You're welcome, sir. And I'm going to plug some upcoming shows that I have right here on the American Variety Network. I have tomorrow off. I have Friday, August 7th off. But Saturday, August 8th, 2015, we've got a very historic and fun episode coming up. Cool Cat, Willie T, and CIA are going to be hosting their 200th episode as the American Variety Network celebrates 200 episodes. And we're going to have a couple of guests, Donovan Barger and Lynn Matney will be our two guests. Plus, we're going to take a blast from the past as I play some of my past callers and past segments and stuff. And we're going to have some great topics. And all you, the listeners, are invited to bring your own booze to the show. And don't forget, in the 200th episode party after show, Cool Cat Willie T is going to roast me. And maybe I'll give some... Uh, rebuttals back to him and roast him as well, but it's going to be a fun after show. So you have to listen to the show to hear the after show, and that starts at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The after show starts where you can hear the fun part of the show. We're saving the best for last. Is that right, William? Yes, right. So make sure you call in just a little bit before 10, right? Yep, you want to call in, I would say probably... Two to three minutes before 10 o'clock. So that'll be 9.57 p.m. Eastern to 9.59 p.m. Eastern. So that way you can listen live to the roasting or you can call in and roast us as well. And I'll point that out several times during the show on Saturday. So the actual show itself starts at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific. But the fun part, the after show, starts at 10. And you just have to call in a few minutes early to be a part of that. So that's this Saturday at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Then this Sunday, August 9th, my second co-host, Slash Master 1989, is back here on the American Variety Network. And he wants to do a tribute to two wrestlers who recently passed away. Roddy Roddy Piper, who passed away a couple weeks ago. And Dusty Rhodes, who passed away in June. So we're going to do a tribute to two of those uh, wrestlers this Sunday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. And then Monday, 
I'm going to bring back one of my personal favorite shows I ever did on Blog Talk Radio, a cooking show. But I'm bringing it back. First, I'm bringing back something that I never did before, a baking show. And the name of the show is Primetime Baking. And I'll start talking about cakes and cake-like desserts Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget to check out my YouTube channel, Alex's Adventures, on YouTube. Check me out on Facebook, Alice Cardinelli. I'm also on Twitter, at Alice Cardinelli one And like I said, if you ever have any questions on the Festival Cichlid, please feel free to email me at alicecardinelli93 at gmail.com, and I will uh, answer your questions on that. And I think we're, we'll probably keep the Fish Files name. What do you think about that, uh, Cool Cat? I like it, kind of. Okay. All right. So our next fish trial is going to be in two weeks because this is going to be a bi-weekly show. And next time, fish trials, we're going to talk about waru cichlids, which is a very beautiful fish. So until then, we'll see you next time on fish trials. I want to thank you all for listening to this show. I hope you guys got some great information. And I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this great show. Thank you, William, for spending an hour with me. Adidas! All right. Good night, everybody. Are you ready for an awesome small milestone celebration? It is. Alex Gordon Lee has grown on Blog Talk Radio over the last two years. From the popular fish-keeping show Aquatic Wetline. Uh, Eighth Network. To now. The American Variety Network. We have done many shows. But. Live this Saturday, August 8th, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. American Variety Network proudly celebrates their 200th episode. The crazy Italian-American Alex C. and Cool Cat Willie T. will provide you with two hours of fun celebration. There will be special guests. And some awesome topics. Oh, yes. Listeners are encouraged to drink booze as this is a bring-your-own-booze celebration. Join us live Saturday, August 8th at 8 p.m. for our 200th episode. Live at www.blogtalkradio.com slash American Network.